Sweat Equity Podcast, entrepreneurial advice with real, raw, dog, talk. No, no, nothing? Okay, we're going, we're, we're raw dog, raw dog in the soundboard on this one? Some people say you shouldn't give uh, attention to these situations. Some people, okay. Am I getting producer notes in the intro? Uh, listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. This episode is sponsored to you by Squarespace. Drag and drop email or email. Drag and drop website builder, content management system. They do email marketing. They they have a bunch of integrations now, including uh, Google Search Console, Google Analytics, uh, all the pixel tracking stuff you want to do, and their own email system, which uh, I think you can get started for free on there. Uh, Squarespace, easily my favorite uh, content management system. Fuck WordPress. Fuck Weebly. Oh. Fuck Wix. Yeah. Hold my dick, Joomla. Um, yeah, if you're not making a, a website, uh, a non-e-commerce website, you can do e-commerce on Squarespace. Yeah. But anything that's not e-commerce, you should be going over to Squarespace. Hit the uh, link in the description of this episode for a little discount. Holler if you hear me. Who loves you? We do. Yes. We're hooking you up. Mm-hmm. That's right. We got uh, Pineapple Jack. Uh, Tompkins from uh, the Pineapple Consulting Firm talking data for small businesses. Data and swinging. How to start it, how to use it, how to get to the next level. Let's get it going. How to it. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. My sweat equity. My sweat equity. Hey, what's happening? Oh, oh nice setup. We, we see that here. we see a book that's near and dear to our hearts right there. Oh, already? Which one? Uh, the Traction Book. Yep. You, I was that I the have one? not read it yet. <laughs> I also have a pile of business books I haven't read yet. <laughs> uh, it's really just for show. <laughs> Well, my kids are starting. I've never seen that book in my life. Oh, I was. What was the other scaling book we were talking about? Scaling up. Uh, okay, yeah, I read both of those kind of at the same time. I get a little confused. I thought that was the one we were reading. Really hit home for you, huh? Well, scaling up is a great book, but it was like it's like a textbook. It was, uh, yeah, it felt like a, a college textbook after a while. Like you're like, this is really good information, but if I'm not being quizzed on this, I don't know. Why don't we uh, Why don't we uh, put the book talk aside and let you do your plugs? Where can people find you? Um, you know, uh, if you want to do the elevator pitch of your company, that's also welcome. Sure. Um, no huge plugs, but websites the big one. Um, PineappleCF.com. Examples, ways to contact me. All stuff in there. Elevator pitch. My short version is just helping small businesses be more data driven. And that's that's the whole goal from simple Excel tools to automated web-based dashboards, everything in between. Well, we're kind of nerd excited. Oh, you're talking my language, buddy. <laughs> we've been I did all, that all day today. We've been all up nice. in this. I mean, for the last few years, it's been yeah. uh, uh, reporting has been a, a big chunk of frustration and time. Before we'll we'll table that for a second. I want to hear about your life. Uh, what's what's your story? Where'd you grow up? Um, What'd your parents do? Uh, when did you have your first kiss? 
I don't know. <laughs> these questions. Uh, you never ask these questions. What's happening? Is this scripted? <laughs> uh, yeah, as scripted as uh, me not preparing and improv. In my that's head. my favorite kind of script. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What's your what's your where'd you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up in Connecticut, uh, which is not very exciting. I uh, I used to do some recruiting for the old corporation that I worked for, and the biggest draw we had was, hey, like come work in Connecticut so you can leave to go to New York and Boston on the weekends. And that was our whole big thing in Connecticut. Yeah, so that doesn't—that's not a great. Connecticut, sell. we're close to stuff. Yeah, I've heard, exactly. I've heard Connecticut is one of the uh, weirder states in the country because it is a lot of people like that, and then there's like you got a couple of town cities, great women's basketball. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah, Hartford, that powerhouse the whale? that everybody's watching. <laughs> What's that? Hartford, the whale. When the, uh, didn't they have the whalers at one point? They did. Yeah, yeah. They're the Carolina Hurricane now, and I'm actually in Charlotte, North Carolina now. I moved down here. Yeah. So, ta- so yeah, take us oh. from Connecticut to to where you are now. In the so Queen Connecticut City? actually went to UConn as well, Queen City now. Yep. Um, born, raised, went to school, worked all in Connecticut. Um, corporate stuff. Didn't like Connecticut eventually, figured that out. After 25 years, I was like, all right, that's that's enough for me. And then moved down to Charlotte, more for fun than for anything. Had one friend down here. Said, all right, screw it, let's give it a shot. And been down here for about three and a half years. Absolutely love it. Run my business full-time for two years of that. Charlotte's a great small business environment. So uh, it's been it's been fantastic. So you're you're a pretty young kid. You're not a kid. Pretty young. You could say that you're old now. I'm. I'm I just turned thirty eight. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel good. Um, how, how old are you? What, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, trying to deduce uh, this whole by thing. asking directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bold deduction strategy. <laughs> I'm twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. That's. I think that's when I started my company. Um, uh, maybe a little bit later, but. Uh, Wait, that's a good time to do it. So, grew up in Connecticut, family, parents, well, siblings, anything. We want to get yep. to know you. It'll help Perfect. tell the story of everything else. Perfect. No, I like it. Um, yeah, dad, uh, both parents retired. Dad was a pilot. Mom was a teacher, a few different capacities, mostly special ed. Uh, brother was in the Marines, recently got out of that, now working with a Marine buddy and kind of a startup as well, actually. Um, he's three years older, so when we overlapped both in high school and college, he went to UConn as well for a year at a time. So it was kind of cool in college because I immediately had a beer hookup my freshman year, which was fun. Nice. But then he Pretty left, cool. so I had to make my own. <laughs> yeah. Make your own beer or make your own hookup? No, well, that would have been cooler, but make my own connections. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah. So uh, I can now get kind of that that pilot vibe, the military ish pilot kind of thing going on yeah. with you. Uh, is that something? Or was it? A, was your dad a military pilot though? He was not. No. Ah, not FedEx. I, I, You're a bad listener. I said with a comma. I was saying. No, you didn't. You didn't say pilot. Comma. Military, I got it. I yeah. got it. Was well, brother? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actively listening. Yeah. Just don't. And how dare you wear a Tampa Bay Lightning shirt? After respect, we lost, man. I was, was going to say, I respect that. I, that's, I mean, especially after, I mean, they've had a hell of a run. Are you guys in Florida? Uh, we're in Tampa, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Next to New Haven, Connecticut, the indexed city of America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. little fun fact I got. 
pulled out of my wow. ass. The closest demographic to the United States is New Haven, technically, but it's such a small town that you use Tampa. That's why all the franchises try to do, they start here a lot of the time as test, test grounds. Wow. It's as close as you're going to get to the population demo. Gotcha. That's interesting. I did not know. That is kind of a fun fact, and that's about the funnest fact about Connecticut. <laughs> that uh, it was New Haven where Yale is, I think. Um, yeah. Yep. I, it's There's women's basketball. And, yep. And, the, and women <laughs> playing basketball. And you drive through to get from New York to Boston. It's close to stuff. Yep. Um, exactly. Yeah, so is that was it a no man's land? Was Connecticut growing up there? Is that just kind of... But you, you, you probably don't know it growing up wherever you are. You know, a lot of people, right. like a lot of my friends are like, we didn't know we were poor. We just ate sugar sandwiches kind of thing. Like, right. Yeah. It just kind of was what it was. Like I also sugar sandwich sounds pretty gross. I did have a roommate in college who had his sandwich was bread, mayo, hot sauce, bread. I hate two that. of those. A day. I, I hate yeah. that. Why? Oh, complete psychopath. Yeah. yeah because it, he's going to leave it out. That's for sure. <laughs> like it, just that hot mayonnaise. That was my and one nickname, Hot Mayo. Yeah. He's I, not finishing that sandwich, so yeah, you're probably right. Right. That's so great. But he's, uh, you don't right. even want it. He's going to offer you one every now and again. you would be like, dude, I told you. That's disgusting. So yeah. you guys are still BFFs? <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, he's actually a decent dude. He's not like in prison for killing anybody, which is shocking given his eating habits. Okay. But um, he he's a decent dude. We don't talk very much, but. He's an all right guy. Okay. That's the qualifier for all yeah. right guy. He's not in prison. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, you have, have you always had an interest in data, statistics, analytics? Has this always been a passion of yours? Math has always been my thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Total nerd from the start. Own it. Been wearing full-time glasses since fifth grade. I was like, all right, yep. Let's just let's go, go to lean into, into it. it. Math isn't exactly. everything. I tell, like, I say, even people think uh, it's not creative. You can be creative with it, but we, we want to bucket people on math side. I thought you said math isn't everything. I was like, it kind of is. No, math and is everything. I know. Okay. We're I mean, you remember when I was going cuckoo in our old office, I was like, I want some data visualization posters on the wall and shit. Because yeah. I thought, that, I want a Sankey chart. You know what that is? No. Bishop Sankey, the running back? No. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those flow charts that <laughs> that's for the one Tennessee Titans or Washington Huskies fan. Um, but uh, Sankey chart is that uh, they have it in Google Analytics when you're looking at the flow of of uh, converting. You know what I'm talking about? No, you didn't do a very good job describing it. You just described where it's at. It's just like a flow chart, man. Just fucking. Just, I, yeah. just wanted Back to pr- off. I just wanted to prove to everybody I knew what a Sankey chart okay. was. Okay, sorry, my bad. It's almost funny. Use the code word. Yes. Uh, which is why I, I all up in that. Um, so, yeah. mathlete, uh, love, love of data, anything outside of school that you're just passionate about growing up? Were you like, yeah, I, mean, I, I run I my was... rotisserie baseball league, all that stuff? Nothing wrong I used with to run that. my fantasy team. But, well, I mean, that's um, a, it's a st- it, it is a statistics for game. For the record, Law is defending champion. You talk about nerd shit. Mm, no, but it, not doing so good this year. But fan- oh, I still, I still got, we still got a lot of ways to go. But uh, fantasy uh, sports is just a stats game, exactly. And baseball's yeah. the best one of it, exactly, because you have a larger sample size, uh, a lot to work with. You know, you literally don't even have to pay attention to baseball. Football. You just look at box scores. 
Right. I, I mean, if you I go crazy with the analytics, yeah, you can get an upper I, hand. I second screen the Rays games, but that's about it for baseball. I don't really watch highlights or any of that stuff. I but never do. You can just kind of uh, take that. Uh, I have. A, I had a Jamaican statistics teacher, so you can take the standard deviation <laughs> <laughs> of all that standard stuff. Standard deviation. It was so funny. No one thought it was funny. In uh, Auburn, which is like the Middle East Alabama, there's a Jamaican Jamaican, just think of that. Have you heard of a Jamaican? How, why any are you math? here? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, I was like, how did you? I've never heard of Jamaican talk anything close to math <laughs> ever. Right. Yeah. What was his That's story? Very Irie. <laughs> now we sound like Chet Hanks. Um, but uh, so, were you? Did you have like passions in, in, outside of school in this kind of area? Where is it? Was it a thing where you found yourself just? pouring over things online uh, to look up. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to build the story of you here. <laughs> I, build the I, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot outside of like school related stuff. That was data. Like I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Ugh, show's over. Gotta go. I know. Yep. This is a fun one guys. <laughs> well, um, you know, some guests don't get to go all the way. That's fun. <laughs> I, uh, I watch pretty much every single game, and if I can't watch it, I'm listening to it or tracking on my phone kind of thing. Oh, God. John uh, Sterling? Please tell me. Yeah. An A-bomb from shoot me in the head if you say one more word, old man. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> he's, he's, he's getting towards the end. I'm not going to lie. I sure hope so. <laughs> but don't all announcers kind of sound that way? No, he's the worst. Oh, he's is the he? cheesiest cheese dick of all cheesies. I've always liked him, but oh, again, of course. like what I grew up with, so like... I never listened to Vince Scully or any of the other guys, but Vince oh, great. Vince Scully. Yeah. Vince one of the best. Yeah. Right. Um, right. He's fantastic. Musical voice. The best is when they start getting older and stop giving a shit as much, so they'll say like a kind of a wild thing in the middle of just nothing. Yeah, right. Just, yeah. Because they don't care. They're just I'm ready for a beer. Old man style. That's, <laughs> that's where Vince Scully got to, yeah. Uh and Alt Michaels is right there. Like veiled racism. Oh <laughs> yeah. Michaels, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or just like racist <laughs> comparisons of players. It's like, so you're you should, just saying that because they look alike. You should be proud. You got probably a racist announcer ahead, but yeah, the, by, exactly. <laughs> by our transitive, uh, might start working. Uh, you know, might start listening. So, um, so you started. You started a pineapple consulting firm. Uh, now we have a very important question about yeah, about great. your brand. Um, yes. Why why pineapple? And you got pie- um, anybody watching on video? There's a couple of pineapples carefully placed in front of the paint, uh, the the uh, curtain the curtain <laughs> that you put up it's to like paint. American Psycho before. It yeah, <laughs> for a nice clean way. He's white gonna write a right ransom on. note on it later. <laughs> yeah. No, the guy with a with the mayo sandwich is gonna come on right on it. <laughs> um, so pineapples? Why pineapple? So um, a couple big things. One, so like I was talking about moving down to the South, moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Southern hospitality is very much a thing. It was not in Connecticut. We had New England, I hate everybody thing. Hmm. Um, so I really wanted to embrace the Southern hospitality. Pineapple is a symbol of that. Uh, the other thing has always been a symbol for me is for like vacation. So my goal is to help clients enough so they can actually take a vacation and go have a pina colada on the beach out of a pineapple. So okay. all together kind of went towards the pineapple and, it has taken on a life of its own. And huh. I, honestly, there's a fair amount of people that know me as just Pineapple Jack and don't even know my last name. I'm okay with that. That's a, that's a that's, sick nickname. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's, 
Okay. Do you want to tell them? Or? Well, we were, I, I know uh, from a, a previous client that had a pineapple in his logo uh, that it means they're a real estate company. It means welcome. Now, yes. because we're so mature, the first thing we both thought independently, which is swinging. Yes. Yes. Okay, uh, good. You're aware. Thank that, goodness. Yes. Because someone's yes. had to have said it to you. Because like. Uh, all I, the time. I can feel like a crusty old man be like, pineapple. <laughs> It'll be right. rebranding to flamingos in no time. Yeah. You should just lay into it and then act like you don't know any of it. Just keep putting all the symbolism on there. Sure. I'm having an open house. Come on by. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Pay attention to the sock on the Southern door. Southern hospitality. Um, um, so, I, so It's the upside down pineapple is the swinger, not the right side up. There's a small distinction there. Depends on perspective. Right. That's a good point. Where when, you're you looking really at looking da- at when you're looking at data, depends on your bias. You can, you can make it happen anywhere. So if you had anybody you be go. creepy and be like, are you part of the lifestyle? I had one guy actually yes. on a different podcast I was on. Oh, and podcast. he made the same comment. He goes, I forget the name of it, honestly, but um, he goes, oh, like, did you know that's also a sign for swingers? This is like in the pre-show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like I've heard it, but it's the upside down pineapple. He goes, ah, that's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> and oh, then he went on like a, he, he's like, Actively trying to swing, oh. but he was doing it wrong because his pineapples are right side up. So he goes, "All right." And what do you think? Do you get a good success with that? I was like, "No, I, I haven't tried it. I'm not I'm not a swinger myself, I mean, but you do you." <laughs> did he have a a female to bring to the table, or was it just some? Apparently, you have to pay like ten times the amount or something. Like, so what the deal is? I've only heard this from other comedians. Is hey. You know, like you pay a certain amount if you go single because you don't want a, a dude fest. So they have to make it uh-huh. a vig so high that if you're coming solo, like you, you're thinking of an orgy. No, no, no. Sounds orgy. Where are you paying? Who are you paying? Sounds orgy. Yes, yes. But uh, the swingers parties can they, they can overlap. If we're doing a Venn diagram, <laughs> a data visualization chart, uh, nice. there is something in the middle. Just don't fucking look at me. you right now. You know I love this stuff. Uh, uh, because I don't read very well, I like all I like pictures and you know that tell a story. Anyway, apparently, like the the overlap is like an orgy is like it's kind of a free for all. Then you have a swinger party, which is like a key party. Okay. Right. So they they could still both be at a place to meet up. I'm just saying, why is there money being exchanged? Because to swing, you would need a partner to bring. You need to bring a chick with you as a dude. Yeah, you need a swinging partner. So then they're like, but the people who host these things are like, well, there are some guys that you know. (laughs) I guess they bring a lot to the table. They don't have that person, so they they pay. They have to pay like hundreds of bucks to get in. I I just. You could be talking complete bullshit right now. I don't know. I just told it you. Sounds I only stupid. know this That's... through comedians talking about oh, it. Oh, comedians told you this. Well, <laughs> I didn't research it. I'm not in the lifestyle like you used to be. <clears throat> we, we don't have to get into that. Let's not get into that. Well, you know, that's a, that's a previous era. Let's let people's minds wander. Well. It's a different Venn diagram to dive into later. Right. So, yeah, no, that's real. And then they have, like, ambrosia salad and, like, a buffet and shit. (laughs) Which I was like, I don't know what's grosser, eating that. Like, unless there's, there's, like, a sterno, you know, like, that kind of style. Like, a sterno flame under, like, a... There's no, there shouldn't be any food. I I agree. But, you know, that one guy sitting out, you know, or you get get pretty wiped out from uh, all the relations, I guess. 
I mean, Gatorade, sure. Gatorade, Water yeah. Stand, Liquid know. IV, yeah. Um, so I'm not going there to eat salad. Like, that doesn't right. really sound, you know, of yeah. all the food options. Well, I was going to say, what's grosser, the strip club buffet or that buffet? Oof. This is the stuff we talk about on the show. I don't uh, know if you ever listened beforehand. It's a tough question. <laughs> you know. There's no right answer. There's a lot of factors at play here. Like, you what? Know. Uh, Pineapple Jack, you don't know, but you may not know Tampa is kind of like strip club city. So strip club capital of the world. We got more strip clubs than we do churches. T- technically, Portland wow. has more per ca- like per square mile. I lost a bet on that. Um, but Portland's smaller uh, and not in Florida. And so, right. <laughs> so we got all that stuff out of our system pretty much. I, I got it out by high school. I was like, yeah. My bachelor party was stupid. Right. You're like, this is boring. This bum- it bums me out if I have to go to one. Yeah. Because you're just like, ugh. See all your friends be creepy. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, come on. Yeah, and That's then. just, like, high school graduation in Tampa. It's like, all right. I went, it, my first strip normal? club, I was 14. Uh, wow. Seven C's. Seven C's. Had everybody. braces and, like, umbros on. I couldn't have looked more. I had a cast on my arm. I couldn't have looked more like a kid. Umbros. <laughs> yeah. At 14 in a strip club. How'd that go? Well, uh. It was one of the first jokes I told on stage. Um, you said it was the, very hard. The, very hard. <laughs> I was, it was very tumescent. Uh, the no. when I, I we put Swisher sweets in so that we looked older. In where? We were smoking Swisher sweets. Oh, which, <laughs> which definitely makes you look pretty right. distinguished. <laughs> Why are y'all smoking him old lady cigarettes? I walked in with my buddy who's fifteen uh, or sixteen. Um, and I was the kid that had to buy beer for everybody because you're kind of an ugly-looking dude. I was like, kind of like a awkward-looking high school kid. Yeah. So he, probably had the head of a, a 21-year-old man. I, yeah, I had like the same shit going on now, but as a high schooler. So it was like you kind of grow into it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, when you get older sometimes. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And then um, first thing I saw right as I got in, pregnant lady in a shower. Um, wow. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> um, this uh, and then uh, do you tip for two? That was one of the first jokes I had. All right, um, back to you, Pineapple Jack. I just got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty clever. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, fourteen-year-old wisdom is some of the funniest. <laughs> yeah, and then that thing where you have to like not talk about what your friends did in there and like take that shit to the grave. I don't like doing that either. Like your friend, right. yeah, it's always tough. We fr- prefer yeah. to talk about it on a podcast. Your friend right. is like, usually, your friend wants to tell you a secret about cheating on his girlfriend. I'm like, dude, I don't nope, want to. Nope, no, nope, don't nope, tell nope, me nope, any nope. of this shit. I don't want. No, nope. I don't want to know it. I like your yeah. girlfriend. I. <laughs> go, We're having dinner this week. Go on BetterHelp. Whatever. I don't know. Go talk to someone else. But I don't want to have to pretend like I don't know. You know. Yeah. Now there's no winning there. Yeah. This is how these inter- interviews go. By the way, we're just going right, to we'll meander. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, that works for me. Uh, first time in a strip club, what age? What, what do you got? Um, I, I was, I think, college or post-college. So I was, I mean, in Tampa standards, I'm like 100. Well, um, yeah, we, we all, for you. we're not advanced in many <laughs> things here. Right. But uh, that Stripping for sure. Stripping at a 11th grade level. Yeah, I remember going to New Orleans in college with a bunch of people. They were like, let's go to strip clubs. And I was just like, I'm so bored. I was like, I know. Like, this like, is like, and, and it bums me out. And they're like, 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Going bananas, which is the only funny thing going on, like them losing their shit. Titties. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's never been a super like like I get it, like is it fun to be there to an extent, but it gets pretty boring pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, let, let's uh let's delve into a little data uh visualization, okay. data-driven decisions. Uh data-driven decisions was like the key phrase 10 years ago, I feel like in uh, marketing. Um but what do you feel the biggest um, issues with reporting are? And I, I'm speaking in reporting sense. I'm sure you have other other uh, uses uses, yeah, for for that for data visualization. But since we're all up in reporting, I, and I assume that's a lot of what you're dealing with, right? Um, yeah, very much so. So, what do you what do you find the biggest issue is? Uh, I was trying to look up a few things earlier today, like the kind of like I've never really looked up, you know. We never really asked, why are we making this report? You and I try to break this down when we're revamping reporting. Like, yeah. I'm always like, give, give that snapshot on the first page and then all the details behind it that yep. they can look at. It needs to be like a doctor's vitals chart, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see, like, wh- who are you working with, I guess, is most important. Yeah. So I, the small businesses, anywhere from, I have a few solopreneurs. I've got 250 employees, kind of everybody in between. Sweet spots like thirty to forty employees, mm-hmm. but most of the stuff I do reporting wise is very much actually that exact example. It's doing the health check, right? So page one, give me all the high level metrics. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, this one's good, bad, good, good, good. Let's focus on the bad one. We go to page two, dive in, see what's actually happening in the business. So are you so, going into all of their all their numbers? You getting their finances? You're getting into their whatever it is they do and their KPIs and all that. Pretty much, yeah. It's whatever the client wants. Like the um, health of the business kind of checkup. Exactly. So holistic yeah. approach. Yep. Yeah. Most people start financial, obviously, um, but then most people go into like marketing and operations are the biggest next to. What What is the thing where they're what What is a usual issue someone's coming with you, coming to you with, and then when you're presenting this, here's how to here's how here's the are you delivering the report. Uh, are they like, wow, you really opened my eyes because this was just a mess earlier. I, I have to assume, I think the biggest problem I heard with data visualization is using the wrong data or too, having too much and not being able to trim it down. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. Um, or not knowing guess, how to parse it out, maybe. Yeah, there's, so I guess maybe two parts of that. One, people come to me because they're like, all right, we know there's a bunch of good stuff in here, but we don't know how to get to it. It's somewhere in there. We just don't have the resources to do it. And so I come in and take the data from point A to point B, make the pretty picture, which is the dashboard out of it. And then they get it. Ah, this is the number we're looking for. This is so helpful. We thought this may have been happening. This is kind of an eye opener. Talking about two different parts of the dashboard there. So there's a lot of just cleaning it up and making it, well, making it visual at the end of the day, um, which is my favorite part. Back to like math is and everything. You have to be pretty like creative to actually make a dashboard visually appealing. Yeah, I, f- I find a lot of them are very engineer looking mm-hmm. and don't really. All about the data. Well, and I'm like, come on, man. This looks like Windows 95, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> like, right. It, I'm not a huge, I'm not big on like, this needs to be aesthetically pleasing for the creative side. And it, it's on the, it's on the ability to the read reception it. Yeah. of it. You need to take, 
you're taking a complex amount of stuff and, and pushing it into a diamond kind of thing. And it's for somebody who's not that, who's entirely not, yeah. familiar with what it is you're showing them. So right. they did to have a thousand different line items and everything jumping out at you. It's intimidating. You just turn off. Yeah, it's boring as hell. Um, and like boring. Non, right. Non-numbers people are my favorite clients because they don't want all of that detail. Mm-hmm. They just want something that looks good and it's easy to understand. And those are the best kind of dashboards, hands down. Yeah, I used to go, what, what are your top three KPIs for what you think that, that – so you could check something if I make a report for you – that you can check and know you're on point, right? So it's like right. we have X amount of leads in our business development funnel. Okay, if we're he- we had this amount at you know average price of whatever they're going to bring in, and then okay, got that one. The next one's like your profit margin. You know, making sure you know it, it's different for everybody. Depend, it yep. shouldn't be for at least like a lot of service businesses, but yeah. Um, so I gotta know. I'm sorry to get into the weeds, but when it comes to like data, just gathering data, how are you getting it to a point of automation when you're, I'm sure, dealing with all kinds of different clients who use all kinds of different software, which then has all kinds of stupid reporting. Um, So I'm just really curious, do you have your own... um, Data funnel? How do you? How are you doing it? That's, I do not have anything proprietary. That's the next um, stage, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that is. That's where pineapple really. Call scales. me up because I got a thousand things that I will tell you that you need to do. Yeah, we can yeah. give you a lot of insight. Uh, <laughs> well, through the lens of like just talking shit and going, why is this this way? Yeah, no, but that's yeah. why. <laughs> that's because we're end users. And yeah, when right. it gets to a point where right. it's like you're telling me it can't do this. I have to put this in a spreadsheet myself. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, come on. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. If that's the case, you're not even going to end up using the data because it's too much of a hassle. But, I mean, there's a lot of different automation out there, like Zapier. Everybody knows that. There's a lot of different versions of that out there. And that gets you 90% of the way to automating 80% of different software out there. So Here's the tip I've made. I'm making a report for a client right now. And the thing I'm making for this client, I'm making them like, Okay, here's a calendar invite reminder for yourself to check the Zapier because right. sometimes those those inter, those automations disconnect and you don't know. It's not yeah. like they'd send you an update sometimes right. or it can get missed. An so, update's usually the culprit. Right. And so I'm like, right. yeah, or an update on yeah, the app side on one uh, one of the two apps that is connecting could uh, up update and then the zap doesn't work. So I was like, once a week, just go through. Most of the time, you're just going to go, okay, this is fine. But it's worth doing because that will fuck you. Um, right, 100%. Yeah. And One thing I just said, just a side note that I just set up was Google Analytics alerts Yep. for yeah. traffic, flat lines, and stuff like that. I mean, I actually don't know if you'll be able to do it in Google Analytics 4 because it's – I couldn't figure it out in four, but for the old version, it's still there. You should be doing that. Make sure your website is still up and running. It'll send you an email. It's easy. Yeah, make things work for you in that automation way too. Yeah, like anything right. it anything that can get triggered that's a fire alarm. Yeah, you need to have that set up. Um, I, I had it for clients with like a WordPress a WordPress plugin if the site was down because there was something with like. 
hosting issues. Oh, I got a crazy setup. I got form fills or flatlining. If there's like anything, because that's basically checking to see if automations are working. That's working smart, my friend. Yeah, dude. That's that's huge because that that's where you want to get to. You don't need. It it sucks when you're in that position. You don't want to be playing catch up on something like that. You'd rather just get ahead of it. And you're looking at every entity individually, which defeats the purpose of you know having these uh, aggregated systems, right? Right. What, There's no uh, health check at that point. Can we talk shit about tap clicks? <laughs> tap clicks? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. They're uh, they're, they're a data data funnel. They're a company service. we used to use uh, or the agency, and then tried to use them again uh, recently, and it was just a fucking nightmare. Um, and it was like, Did I tell you, I got a uh, feedback request from them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's what they got. All zeros, baby. right? Yeah, and the product it, it it worked worse than when we used it in 2017. It was crazy. But for those listening oh, out there that don't call Pineapple Jack, there's stuff like Swido S W Y D O is a cheap yep. way to get uh, kind of marketing reporting, mostly analytics reporting. Uh, Tableau, which is expensive, but I think they have a cheaper version now. Uh, business intelligence, tougher to do on Microsoft. You really have to have someone that knows that app. Yeah, uh, back and forth to really make it worth your while for the big boys. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones I've used. Uh, Google Data Studio is pretty good. That's what I. Yeah, that's Eric, what I've been jamming I love on. It. And I, I got to give kudos, to Eric. He made one for this podcast. Boom! He made a, a, nice. a dashboard um, for the show, which we, <laughs> we've had an uptick in downloads for some random reason. And I was like, all right, let's check this out. Let's see what the and I did five years worth of uh, download data. So the data-driven decision, right, we're going to look at why did this jump recently because we haven't really been doing anything that much different. Um, And if we can figure that out, then we'll we'll try to milk that for all it's worth. Yes. I mean, hey, swingers and strip clubs could be the secret. (laughs) I Look, I want want truckers. uh, I want us to have a trucker audience. Apparently, that's the big podcast listener. Yeah. Um, Bubba the Love Sponge talk. I want get back on there. I want that DECA like high school business kids group. You ever heard of that? No. They do like big like conventions to like pitch business ideas and debate. It's real business uh, dorky stuff. Oh. But we get them young like like a legacy brand. We had that at, at, at our second to last job. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't remember. Deca? Friend of the program, uh, Dean Akers, he was he said that not that specifically, but something yeah. similar. Um what's it called? Okay. Well <laughs> I want I want to make sure we 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 talk about it's tough to do data visualization in a, a podcast interview format because you know we could do a share screen stuff, but most people listen on audio. Um and you know, we don't have to get into how cool it was that I pulled out a Sankey chart that I knew about it. No, we don't. <laughs> We don't need to. We don't need to. T- we don't need to do all that. <laughs> um, so what? Uh, I guess. What's? Can you tell us like kind of a um, a success story of someone coming to you? Because like we, we get on marketing side, like client hate marketing. That's why they hire someone to outside of the company to help them. But they right. hate it. It can and it's overwhelming. However, they feel like like taste in music or sense of humor. They think they have a grasp on it when they might not. Like, everybody has a great taste in music. Mm. No one thinks their taste right. in music sucks. <laughs> and everybody no. has a, a sense of oh, humor. I'm funny. But uh, as comedy snobs over here, we, we will dissect 
someone's real sense of humor. You know, they're like, I love Bill Ingvall. And you're like, oh boy. Um, uh, so what, uh, what is like a good kind of success story that's come to you where these people are, they don't like numbers. You, you're the number guy. Uh, you're like the yeah. wolf in Pulp Fiction for them. You're coming okay. in fixing right. stuff. Yeah, that's I'm okay used, with that. Something I used to say about myself when I was really <laughs> There's a lot of worse comparisons in Pulp Fiction, so I appreciate that one. Well, the wolf is the band. Harvey Keitel, he comes in and fixes everything and leaves. Right. And an accurate right, exactly. NSX. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what, what's a good story? So, all right, I'll stick with our, with our newfound audience of truckers. Um, I have a... I actually have a few transportation type companies. So one guy, he's got a bunch of different data all over the place. A lot of small businesses do. And it would take him so long and we don't even have a number on it, but it would take him so long to put everything together and make sense out of it that he wouldn't do it. Cause it just, it, it would take him a week if he actually like sat down and did everything. So he could kind of figure out like relatively easily how many stops he had in a specific day how many packages he delivered to business model very easily drive truck to house, drop off package, go to the next house. So he had no real insight into the majority of what was going on in his business. Saw the bottom line and was like, all right, I guess we're making money. That's cool. Getting down to an efficient level of getting the data. So now he has a weekly report that I pull for him. It's half automated. Um, but he can see 100% of his business ins, outs, how many stops did he make a day, what driver was the most efficient, what route was the most profitable, and everything in between. And before it was like when something would come up, putting out fires with a blindfold on, and now it's pretty much pull up my dashboard, health check, next layer check, boom, done, on, the, on with the rest of the week. And he runs his business entirely through that dashboard now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I assume... And this, like, reporting's so important for any anybody trying to scale, like, even if you're going from very little to little, or you know, like, because you can't keep your eyes on everything, right? You right. need these. That's you need idea. these. There's too many things going on, especially digitally, that you can't be on top of everything. And then what people do is just avoid it, like the client when he came to you, right? Because yeah, he was just exactly. like, well, this number's good. That's the profit. We're, we're golden. Just like generally speaking, anytime you're going to make an investment, like, you know, software out there that's fucking expensive, check out that reporting section. See what what's up with that yeah. and make sure that part of it is on lockdown because, I mean, there's stuff that I use that it's it's useless. Thanks for the PDF. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with yeah. this? Yeah. And, and the like logistics, uh, like you're saying, I had a, a bathroom client, porta potty client. Yeah. Um, nice. and they, they started really looking into the data of their routes and they got more efficient with it. And it like, just by cleaning up all that stuff and they know they needed to do it for three years. And it, it took them that long to be like, all right, we really got to step this up because now we have so many assets and trucks and like, and people now and all this stuff. And it made them so much more efficient once they figured out the best route to pick up or drop off or clean them, all that kind of stuff. And it like improved their profit margin, like 30%, something absurd. Oh, absolutely. I believe it. I mean, you save an hour a week on something like that per porta potty or per route or something and then, immediate 30% impact. And then 100%. you get gas prices in in the mix now, which is a right. variable you'll, you'll have to keep your eye on if you run a company like that. Um, 
you know, all that stuff has to come into play to make more uh, data-driven decisions. Um, Absolutely. All right. Uh, you got anything? No. I think I got all the info I need. Well, uh, to the dashboards. You may get random. Beep, 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 you may get a random email from Erica or I if we get stuck on something for sure. Because um, yeah. look, it, that's the other part. It's hard to find someone who knows what they're actually doing with this shit. Yeah, right. Like, there's a lot of reporting companies, but there, there's a lot of business development people that you'll talk to, and then you uh, tap click, and then you get in there, and they don't know even their own product. <laughs> but I'm always like, I always try to take it outside of whatever software and go, what am I trying to get out of this? Yep, absolutely. And mostly in marketing, I just want a funnel. I just want a visual funnel. I want to see every stage, and then I can be able to illustrate. Here's here your click through rate sucks, so we got to figure out you know a better creative or a campaign. Like be able right. to go here's here's the break in your funnel right here. You know, um, and that's the big piece of here's the action we're going to take because of this data. That's exactly what we think about. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and in marketing, it can be as easy as that if I can yeah. figure out and make this reporting funnel. Okay. Right. Um, we ask everybody that comes on the pod the first time this question before we, we bounce is uh, what advice would you give your 13 year old self? 13 year old self. You're in Connecticut, um, not, yep. not in strip clubs yet. Not in strip clubs yet. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Your dad's like, I'm flying out pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. See you in two weeks, kid, later. Um, honestly, so I I liked a lot of different, like, subjects in school and stuff and thought I wanted to be a teacher, thought I wanted to work with kids, which now I laugh at. Like your ma? Right, exactly. Yeah, she's crazy. Who's listening um, now, Eric? <laughs> I knew that. Um, Retained it. She taught military pilotry. Active Active listening throughout the entire episode. Very well done. Um, I would say lean into the stuff that I like. Um, I kind of like, no pun intended, being like a jack of all trades and liking a bunch of different stuff. But the end of the day, doing something that I love now, which is the stuff that I do, it's all analytics and data visualization stuff. Obviously, I didn't know that at 13, but lean into the stuff that you like because there's... The better you are in that one funnel or that one silo, the more marketable you can be, in my opinion. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people need, like, I was talking to someone, and I think I was talking to my niece. I was like, get get a specialty, get a skill. Get yeah, you got to get good skill. at something. I wish yeah. I had something like that right out of college instead of being that kind of jack-of-all-trades. I was like, well, I, I have a business degree, and it. I wrote business plans for businesses. That's like MBA level stuff, but it didn't matter because I didn't have that one thing. I could be like, well, I can do this, you know, and struggle to like work my way up, you know, a normal day job. Um, so yeah, I, that you don't think doing those other things may have helped you kind of push you towards this thing over time or. I do think it helped. And like, there's definitely something about being well-rounded because a lot of what I do now, even just in like talking with friends too, it's taking the nerd speak that is the data world and translating it to the business speak. So everybody's kind of on the same page. So there's nothing to say, don't touch the other subjects and don't pay attention to them or don't invest any time in them, but pick the specialty. Play five sports, be great at one, have fun with the rest kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I, I... Very wise. All right. Anything else you got for us before we uh, depart? No. So I'm, do you guys? I'm curious. What is your 13 year old advice? 
Uh, no one's no one's throwing it back on us. I don't think. Um, mine is to tell Law to not ask that question. I don't really like the question. <laughs> I I didn't know he didn't like the question until they say it every time. Yeah, but you say you don't like a lot of stuff. I just breeze on by that. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, what do you wh- what question would you prefer? Well, I'll come up with one. So thirteen. I'll do a new one every time. Thirteen year old self um, is probably. Uh, it, it, it's got to be something with like radio noise or uh, uh, don't worry about all the shit all around you. Just focus on what you're wanting to do. It, it seems yeah. to be the most common answer we have on here. Um, okay. That and maybe masturbate a little bit less, you know? Oh, I thought you can say more. No, no. I, <laughs> I, I was definitely varsity at that. Um, <laughs> I got a Letterman jacket right. for it. Yeah, leaning up against the and wall. Then he ruined it. Yeah, then it stuck together on the inside. Um, <laughs> why, are you guys, why are you trying to want one up my stolen joke? Because <laughs> we're riffing, bro. We're doing we're doing tags, man. Um, Nick DiPaolo bits over here. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, what uh, What do you got? What my my yeah. advice? I just say, hey, you're 13. You got this. A little full headed. I walk here. away. Okay. I'd say I'm you. And you got this, and that's it. And then you're totally fucked the rest of your life. Like, what? Oh, 100%. I think yeah, I saw myself with my own head. I think I saw myself. Uh, <laughs> you get an acid a lot earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a good meandering uh, interview. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, no, I appreciate you having me, guys. Thank you. Uh, Pineapple Jack. You hit him, Jack, at pineapplecf.com, or you can call 980-477-5078. Alrighty. Appreciate it, man. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. See ya.